Well, I want us to just pray over this word this morning, and I so appreciate everything you said, Pastor Tony, and and um, and you mentioned that you've been talking about um, the importance of hearing and the listening ear and how we hear, and I, I so loved that. It really stirred some things in me just when you said that, because I've experienced in my own life that I hear differently when I'm hearing for the purpose of doing. I listen differently. When I'm hearing for the purpose of doing, it's not just getting information or hearing an interesting story. When I know that I've got to go do something and you're telling me about it, I listen differently. It makes me tell everything else, hey, be quiet, turn that down, stop talking, why? I have to hear this, because if I don't hear it, I'm not going to know what to do. And so this morning, I would encourage you, and even throughout the remaining months of this year, when you come to hear from heaven, I would encourage you to set your ear to hear as if you're hearing with the purpose, with the intention of doing. And if you'll do that, what does God say? If you'll seek, you'll find me. If you'll knock, the door will be open. When you hear for the purpose of doing, that is a way of seeking. It is a way of knocking, and he always answers. Amen. So I want us to just pray over this word this morning and just get an agreement with heaven for what he's got, okay? Well, Father, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for this time this morning in this house. Lord, thank you for all these 16 and a half years, all the prayer and the faith and the stamina that it has taken to establish this church, Lord, that we could come for such a time as this and, uh, and hear from you. Lord, I ask this morning that you would bring about your intentions for your blueprint for this time. Lord, I pray that you would do what is necessary to impart your word and imprint your word upon our hearts. Lord, this morning we come not to just receive information, but to receive an impartation from you that there would be movement in us and movement in our lives. And Father, I believe that your intention is for there to be movement upon this church that there would be movement upon the plan, your plan for this church, and that there would be movement for your plan for the city of Omaha, that there would be movement on your plan for Nebraska and even these United States. Lord, we come to receive from you that your movement would be, and it would take place. Lord, once again, I hear your word saying that it's not by might, it's not by power, it's not by man's plan, but it's by your spirit. And so we look to you for the movement of your spirit, and we thank you for it. Lord, we give you permission to invade the privacy of our heart, to speak to us. And once again, we say, God, if it's necessary, 
we also give you permission to rearrange the landscape of our lives, to put us in position for all that you have for this time that we are right now standing in. And we thank you for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen and amen. Well, if you brought your Bibles this morning, if you would, go ahead and open up to the book of Psalms, chapter 42, and uh, and just hold that place there. Um, I'm going to just kind of jump right in, uh, the deep end, so to speak, and I feel impressed of the Lord that my assignment this morning about our, our time together is to bring you... Um, a word that I've been carrying for most of 2023. And this word to me is something that God is speaking to you personally. But I also believe that it's something he's speaking to his church, the body of Jesus Christ at large. And I believe that this word that he has for you is not just a word, but it is a container of power because that's what his words are, amen? His words are spirit and their life. They're containers of power that when they are received and allowed into the depths of our heart, that they come with a power to make them so. It is the same as in Genesis when God spoke the world into existence and he said, light be, and it was. That word was a container of power to cause the thing said to come about. And so this word that I've been carrying for the better part of 2023, I believe is, is a word that has the power to bring it about. So it really started for me on the first day of this year. And uh, January 1st of 2023 was a Sunday. And um, I was home in Nashville, Tennessee. And and uh, we had just finished uh, worshiping. And I had sat down and I was reaching to grab my things um, out of my bag. And suddenly the presence of God came upon me. And the word of the Lord came to me in a significant way. And the word that I heard him speak was just this one word, and it was the word emerge. And I shared um, just this portion during the women's conference that the way he spoke it to me was so significant. I've only had the Lord speak to me maybe three other times in my life in ministry. It was significant in the way that If right now where you're sitting, someone were to come up and kind of get down in your ear and say to you, get up. That was the intensity of how the Lord spoke this. And the second time I heard him say this word, emerge. And so I reached down to get, I carry one of those little black, you know, moleskin notebooks. And I reached down to get it, just sort of instinctively and as I was reaching down to get it the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and 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 relay to me what God was saying in this word emerge and this is what I heard the Spirit of God speak he said this is about things that are timed for this year 
And then he said two things. Number one, about this word emerge, speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them it's time to emerge. Speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them it's time to emerge. Now, I want you to just put your eyes in Psalms 42 in verse 7. And it's this familiar portion of Scripture, and it says, Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of your water spouts. All your waves and your billows are gone over me. Deep calls to deep. This is what he said, speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them it's time to emerge. And here was the second thing. He said, awake to things that are in the womb of your spirit and pray them into fruition. And I'm going to say that again. Awake to the things that are in the womb of your spirit and pray them into fruition. This is what God is speaking about this word emerge. Now, I believe that what God is saying through these words is the same as what Paul gave in the book of Ephesians about the New Testament church that God is calling to emerge right now. He spoke about it in ways that were set apart from how the world had been experiencing those that called themselves God lovers. And he spoke about this church actually emerging in a way that would not just be bound to the letter of the law, but would move in the spirit and would move in power. And he spoke about this church in a new way because this is when he began to speak about the church of Jesus Christ as his bride. And this was a significant turning point for the people of God that all of a sudden the Messiah has come and he's gone to the cross to pay the ultimate sacrifice to translate us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And he puts his spirit upon us. And when Jesus rose again, what did he do? He went, he descended so that he would ascend, so that he would bring many sons to glory. He duplicated himself. And there came this point where Paul says, so now what you are as the church, as the duplication of Jesus as his bride, Paul is saying it's time to rise up and be this thing now. And I believe we've reached a new place in the emerging as the body of Christ and the bride of Jesus Christ. So I want to define his church as this to you. Christ's spiritual body that extends his rule into the natural realm. Somebody say that's another level. Christ's spiritual body that extends his rule into the natural realm. Here's what this means for us. It means that church is not a place to hide out. It means that church is a place to be built up and to launch out. It means that church is a place to emerge. 
Your Christianity is not a place to hide out. But it is also a place for you to be built up and launch out and to emerge. This is a place where we change. How have we been changing here? Well, we're letting go of bad habits. Come on, we're breaking free from toxic traits. We're breaking cycles of how we've seen things done in our family. Church is really the place where we come and by His Spirit and by His Word, we get it together. Amen? People say, what are you always going to that church for? I'm getting it together. You ought to try it. (laughs) Church is a place where we change. And the way that we change is we keep letting go of the old and coming into the new. That's why Paul said, I die daily. Why? I keep just pockets and places in me are getting revealed to me going, oh, that's not Jesus. I can't be that way anymore. I die to that. So God is calling for us to emerge as the church, as the one that will stand by her king and will be married to him as his bride and live out of covenant. Somebody say that's another level. So clearly right now something is is forming. I believe it's something that has been moving to this toward this moment for centuries. God has been What did he say? He would present a bride without spot or wrinkle. He's been cleaning us up and getting us ready because God's prophetic agenda for your life, for this world, for Omaha, for Nebraska, and for the nations is coming together. Everybody goes, well, look out there. It's just getting darker and darker. Yeah, but the light is getting brighter and brighter. Amen. And so... It seems to me that even in this year of 2023, God is wasting no time in bringing about this word emerge in our lives and in the body of Christ. So I want to just walk you through a few things that this word emerge means and how I believe God's speaking it to you. First of all, the word emerge means to recover from or survive a difficult or demanding situation. I believe that there are some things that 2020 uncovered in us, some fault lines, some breaks in the foundation. How many of you know that some of us have spent a lot of years quoting 1 Peter 2.24 and then all of a sudden a global pandemic hit and we were like, well, come on. If we all took a truth pill this morning, we had some come-to-Jesus moments over the last three years going, do I really believe what I said I believe? Have I been hearing for the sake of doing? Or was I just accumulating information and throwing out a lot of amens? But was I really prepared? And as the body of Christ at large, I think we'd have to be honest and say, no, we weren't prepared. But he's getting us there. Amen? So it means to recover from or survive a difficult or demanding situation. I believe that in that, this speaks to recovering from the demands of the battles of this past year. Even a solical and physical fatigue that has tried to hang in the air like a low-hanging fog. 
Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 19. I love this verse. It says, and they shall fight against you, but they shall not prevail. For I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. I want to say that everything that's been confronting you from 2020, 2021, 2022, and that little bit of battle fatigue that's tried to hang on you, God says you emerge from that now in the name of Jesus, and all that comes to confront you, I will deal with what comes to contend with you. What does he say? The battle is mine, says the Lord. But you are going to have to show up. So what is he saying? God is saying, now fully emerge from this. I like to say it this way. Shed the last vestiges of everything that was. I'm going to say that to you again. Some of you really need to do this about past seasons of your life. It's time to emerge. Shed the last vestiges from everything that was. Remember, emerge means to recover. That word recover means to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. It means to make up for lost time. It it means to regain possession of something lost or stolen. So if you're going to emerge in this way, there's a part that you have to play. God says, my word emerge is a container of power to make it so, but you're going to have a part to play. And You know what our part here is, I believe? We absolutely have to refuse regret. Regret has been holding you in past seasons and past years of your life, robbing you of your present and your future. Philippians 3.13, Paul said, Forgetting those things which are behind me, I press on to the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. That word forgetting in the Greek means a turning. It means to turn away from something that was true in the past but is no longer applicable to you. Forget. Paul says, I turn away from things in my past and I say, that might have been true then, but that is now no longer applicable to me. Forgetting means to be oblivious to it, to leave it behind and never revisit it again. I like this part. Forgetting means to leave and treat as obsolete. It's like you're trying to, this will help out some of you younger ones, It's like trying to live in the MySpace version of your life. People are like, "What? what, I'm sorry, what was MySpace? It was like the beeper of social media, okay? People are, and what is a beeper again? Well, it was like a payphone. What is a payphone? Well, it's like an 8-track. What's an 8-track? Western Union, okay? It's like a Western It's like a Western Union telegram. <laughs> to treat as obsolete. There are things to say about yourself and about your life. I've got to treat this as ab- obsolete. It's no longer applicable to me. See, it's the same, it's actually the same Greek word in Matthew 16. I want you to hear this. Do you remember when Jesus was, was responding to Peter, who was trying to alter Jesus from his prophetic agenda for his life? 
In Matthew 16, 23, Peter was trying to get him off track, and Jesus looked at him and said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Who wants Jesus to say that to you? He said, You are a stumbling block for me because you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. It's the same Greek. He said, Get thee behind me. It's the same Greek word as forgetting. There's things that have been confronting you out of the kingdom of darkness, old versions of you that keep trying to come back and define you. And you need to speak to these things when they confront you and say, get thee behind me. I'm not weak in that anymore. I'm not weak in my flesh. That's not me anymore. That was the past. I'm living in the now. When Jesus was saying, get thee behind me, he wasn't didn't want to make Peter feel bad. But this is what he was saying. Anything that would get in the way of my Holy Spirit emerging moment, I turn away from you. I call you obsolete. This is no longer applicable for me, and I will never, never revisit this again. We've gotten too passive about things that are trying to take up real estate in our mind. This is serious business. We've gotten too passive about people that are close to us in our lives that are trying to paint things a different way than how you know in your heart they're supposed to be. And we're living in a day where we certainly don't want to offend anybody. And we don't want to come off as self-righteous. And we don't want to. But you're going to have to get strong. This is a strong man's gospel. You're going to have to get bold in your faith. And if there's things that are confronting the prophetic agenda for your life, you're going to have to say, I love you, but i got to get serious about this. This is what God says about me. And then smile real sweet. Because it's easier to hear hard things if the person is smiling. I want you to look at this second definition of emerge in light of what God's speaking to you this morning, Faith Family Church. It means to break out from an egg, a cocoon, or a casing. This is why we're talking about these things. Because you and I need a mental breakthrough in order to emerge into what God's calling you into. To see something about you and your life you couldn't see before. What does the Bible say? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Jeremiah 118 in the message translation says, Stand at attention while I prepare you for your work. I'm telling you, you ought to write this in lipstick on your mirror, ladies. Not guys, just ladies, okay. Stand at attention. Jeremiah 118 is the message. Stand at attention while I prepare you for your work. Why? Because you're emerging. It goes on to say, listen to this. Because I'm making you as impregnable as a castle, immovable as a steel post, and solid as a concrete block wall, you're a one-man defense system against this culture. Sounds to me like fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Stand to attention. Well, I prepare you for your work. This encapsulates this word emerge. This is what God's doing with you right now. 
I'm preparing you for your work. You are emerging. You are breaking out of a cocoon. You're breaking out of a casing. I'm preparing things in you and preparing things for you. But you got to stand to attention. Why? Because it's a big deal what God's doing through you. You go, oh, Jen, you're just here trying to hype me up. Well, let me just walk you through this. You ever been uh, walking around maybe your yard, your neighborhood, and you see just a little, you know, leaf or a nut or maybe an acorn laying on the ground? You pick that thing up, and it's just tiny and, and insignificant. But you all know where I'm going with this. And in the inside that acorn is the potential of a whole acorn tree. And that tree will drop a lot of acorns. But in the potential of that tree is a whole acorn forest. And it all started with that one thing that God's trying to do in you, calling you to emerge. So don't you dare judge as insignificant what God's trying to do in your life right now because it's not just about you. It's what will come after you. What God's doing in the establishing and the growing and the multiplying of faith, family, church here in Omaha is a really big deal. Why? Because he's decided to use this really... We're past the acorn stage. This is a tree that's raising up other trees. And there are forests that are, that are um, prophesied to come out of faith family. Forests of the kingdom of God being planted in the earth that will outlast all of us sitting in this room. So it's a big deal what God's doing through you. And it's a big deal what God's doing through faith family church. Amen. So you have to see your emerging as important. I, I truly believe that spiritual seeing is everything about living in 2023. Your spiritual seeing, what does Ephesians say? Let's put our eyes on it. Ephesians um, 1.18, eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his glory and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The Amplified says, having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones, his inheritance. He's talking about his potential. So by faith, you got to see what you need to see in order to be what you got to be. I've said this before, faith family, but we got to remember there is no backup body of Christ. We're it. It's not like all the angelic hosts are going, well, it's all right. You know, if that crew decides to sit this one out, if they don't want to emerge, if they just want to put it in neutral, coast this thing till the end of their days, just attend church and just make sure they're living a comfortable life and nobody's ruffling any feathers. It's, it's fine if they don't emerge and take territory and establish the kingdom because after all, we got that second string. We're it. I'm saying God's got plans. And there's no backup. Heaven is counting on us. And so we must emerge. 
God is bringing you out of the incubation process and into the light of day. Lord just started downloading these things to my spirit late last night. He's bringing you out of the incubation process and into the light of day where you're born for this moments are awaiting. And I want to say this to you, this is regardless of your age. You say, why? Because this isn't about our timetable. This is about his time. Remember, he spoke about things timed for this year. Speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them it is time to emerge. Why is this significant? Because God calls us a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He calls us his bride and we carry the seed. What does Matthew 4 say? The sower sows the word. The seed is the word of God, and the soil is our heart. And he's calling his bride to emerge. That's why there has been such a contending for the deep of you. Because the cares of this life would try to keep you in the shallows. But the things you carry of God are in the deep of you. And so the enemy comes to contend for the deep of you. He tries to take up that space in the deep of you with other things that are contrary to you living in the kingdom of God. Where you will give birth to the things that you're meant to carry. This is why God's dealing with this church right now. We got a lot of churches that aren't just set like a flint toward God, what's your plan for this church? We got a lot of churches caught up in how to grow and how to do this and how to make everybody happy. And they're living in the shallows and they're not birthing anything of the Spirit. And God is calling us to the table. It's a day of reckoning for the body of Christ. It's a day of reckoning for us individually, saying there's a contending for the deep of you, and I want that space back. I don't know what the contending for the deep of you looks like in your personal life right now. I know what it looks like for me. And I also know that the contending for the deep of you changes throughout different seasons in your life. What contended for the deep of me when I was, you know, in my teen years and my 20s, not the same thing that contends for the deep of me now, but there's still a contending. I was actually just sharing this story last week about, reminded me of my youth group days, you know, because I was raised a church kid. Anybody else a church kid in here? Rock on church kids. Father Abraham, if I start it, <laughs> if I just go deep and hmm, deep, you are my people, you are my people. And we still like church, amen. But uh, I had this flashback of um, I was just starting to learn what it was to cultivate my own relationship with God in my, in my room. For about 14, 15 years old. I was a church kid, but I, I realized if this whole God thing's real, I'm going to have to carve this out in my own life. And there were some things that were contending for the deep places in me that God wanted to carve out with me. And one of them was music. I grew up in a really musical family. 
I have uh, individuals in our family that have signed major record, record deals, have performed on stages in stadiums. Um, we have a lot of studio musicians. When we get together as a family, you know, we'll catch up, and it always kind of boils down to, like, have you heard this song? Have you heard that song? Did you see this? And we just love it. And so music really get, gets me. It, it has a big place in me. And so I was about 14 or 15 years old, and the contending for the deep of me was through music that it, it wasn't even, it was just kind of like bubblegum pop music. It wasn't really anything horrible. It wasn't like I was listening to Megadeth or Slayer or anything like that or Run DMC, you know. I wasn't like the white girl gang member in suburbia America. But but it was contending for the deep in me because I was listening to these songs that were all about deep soul attachment and aching and longing and, and I just can't get over you and I can't live without you. And, and music had such a place with me that I would get in, in my room and listen to these, these songs and and it was getting and it was pulling me to a solical place that was going to take up so much real estate in me it was going to blind me and get me off track and so i remember god 14 15 years old dealing with me about this music that i would listen to and it had been my birthday and somebody had given me a gloria estefan cd and i feel bad saying it god bless gloria estefan i'm sure she's a delightful woman but, um, but there were these songs that were just that ache, and I knew God was going, Jen, I'm wanting to carve out a place in the deep of you, and you're going to have to choose. And nobody asked me to do it, but I remember getting that CD and getting on my knees at the end of my bed and wrestling in my head going, God, none of my other friends are going through this. He said, well, I don't want to share my relationship with you and your friends. This is about me and you. And so I remember just laying that music down and saying, God, you know, I don't think Gloria Estefan's a bad woman, but there's something about this that I know is contending for the deep of me, and you're wanting that place. And so because of that, I have to let this go. There's things while God is speaking this word emerge to you that are contending for the deep of you. And I don't know what they are for you. And what they were in other seasons of your life aren't the same things. But between you and God, you know that place that he's trying to call you into. Where you are going to give birth to seeds that God put in you that are preparing you for your, for such a time as this moment. God spoke over us in the beginning to be fruitful and to multiply. And the truth is that the world we're living in needs us to carry these seeds full term and give birth to them. The things that God has called this church to do that you are a part of, God needs you to emerge in who you are so that Faith Family Church can emerge into the fullness of who God's called it to be because you're going to give birth to things in this city and other cities. 
And the Bible says that creation is in a groaning state waiting for us to do so. The truth is, church, this moment is much bigger than you and I, and yet it requires you and I. It requires you and I. When I look back on past seasons of my life, I realize now that I didn't understand how significant the battle I was in was. How many of you can see that? I didn't realize the make or break moments that I was really in, that I thought it was just about that week or that day or that month or that place, but really they were places that were going to determine the trajectory of my life. And we are in those places right now. I don't know what it looks like for you, but I know you're in it, and I know that we as the body of Christ are in it. Are we going to be a generation of believers that are going to just do this thing in the shallows? Are we going to give way to the shallow religiosity that's running rampant on social media, that's, that's convincing the world that we really aren't the carriers of the power that we profess to be carriers of? Are we going to live in religiosity where we just stay in our corners critiquing from a distance? Are we going to be a people that are just known about how quick we are to run to our give you our opinion? Or are we going to be known as a people of prayer again? The Lord's dealing with this church right now. And it's not a condemning, it's not an indictment of the church. It's an invitation. It's an invitation from the Spirit of God saying, you know there's more, and I've meant you for more. So the deep of me is calling for the deep of you. Come. Forget those things that are behind you. Consider them as obsolete and come. Be the generation of the church. Like Paul said, that refuses to be content with the forms of denying the power thereof. I said it this weekend to the women. How long can we say, oh, it's gotten so bad. We just need a move of God. We just need a move of God. How long can we just say that and not recognize that God's going, okay, I want to move you. God, we need change. you got to bring change. And God's going, okay, I want to change you. We go, well, listen, I'm not near as bad as her. And those people, whoo, Lord, you need to deal with these sinners. They are running our country into the ground. And God's saying, yeah, but my church is still the strongest force of any nation. Where are you? It's a call to the table. It's not an indictment. It's a call to the table saying, if you want, if you want, choose this day. But his heart is jealous for his bride. A bride that will carry the seed of his word to full term and not abort it but give birth to it. You say, God, well, that's a lot. I don't know how that whole big thing comes about. He said, that's my part. I just want to start with you. Can I pray this word over you this morning? 
Father, I thank you that you have entrusted us with living in such a time as this. Lord, that there could be ways and other times, other places, but you entrusted us with this time. Father, I thank you that you are equipping us and you are calling us to emerge. So I release the power of this word emerge over every person within the sound of my voice. Lord, I release this word emerge that they would recover. Time would be made up. They would recover from past seasons. Father, I break that low-hanging fatigue of past battles off of them. Lord, I thank you that by the power of your spirit, we just strip off every last vestige from every past season that we've been in and we come into this word emerge that we might begin to break forth and break out from this cocoon that we have been in. Father, you have been preparing us. You have been germinating these seeds in us. And Lord, we release the supply of your emerge word that we would stand up, that we would rise up, that we would appear as your bride in the earth. I pray, Father, that this word emerge would come on whole families. Father, that families would rise up as families of God, quick to be the ones you can call for prayer, quick to be the ones to run to the battle, quick to be the ones to stand in faith, quick to be the ones to say, what do you need? We'll be there right away. We thank you, Lord, that your prophetic agenda for our lives is coming to pass. And your prophetic agenda for this house is coming to pass. All of these things are going to happen. But, Father, we hear your voice. And we take our place. Lord, I pray that this morning... You would so sweetly but strongly deal with us about those things that have been keeping us out of the deep. Lord, it's time for growth and maturity and strengthening and becoming. Take us into the deep with you, Father. we thank you for your great grace to change. <laughs> your great grace to change. As you take us from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen.